Welcome to the inaugural DigBiz Podcast. Very exciting to be here today, share some digital business wisdom with you, get some pretty cool guests in. Today we're talking to Kim Speed of Purple Moon Creative, who is a new author. She's going to share some digital business wisdom with us around brand and operations and how one affects the other. Welcome to DigBiz. Okay, so I'm here with Kim Speed of Purple Moon Creative. Uh, it's pretty cool to have a published author as our first guest on DigBiz. Uh, Kim, I've known Kim for quite a number of years, and she is uh, a, she is a guru in the branding world, especially uh, as it pertains to small businesses as they grow and they 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 grow towards being medium businesses and 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 uh, I'm going to let Kim you know speak for herself about how branding is so important especially to businesses that think that they can't really afford branding which she has a real problem with cuz cuz everyone can and everyone needs to especially now and uh, and we're going to talk about how branding is uh, you know how it's evolved online and how businesses have 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 gone online and what they do do online that, that that's good and what they don't, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll see. So Kim, so so tell us about your, well tell us about your book first because I haven't even yet seen it. So I'm going to see it soon, right? Yes, in a couple of days you will. A couple of days. Yes, and I just want to say thanks, Jason, for having me. Well, be your pleasure. first guest. It's very exciting. It is exciting. Cool. <laughs> it is. Um, so yes, um, I just uh, published a book. It's called Branding on a Shoestring, How to Recreate Your Brand Identity and Increase Sales in 83 Days or Less. Um, the reason that I wrote this book is, for one huge reason, is because there's so many people out there that are starting businesses. And there are so many people that throw around the word brand and branding but don't really understand it and don't know how it can benefit them. And let me tell you, as a small business that wants to grow, it's one of the most important things that you can do for your brand because it is the one thing that can help you persuade your clients and customers to choose you over your competition. So choose let, let, let's get let's get one let's get past that 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 yeah. brand elephant in the room, and, and it's, this 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 gets under everyone's skin who is involved with branding for real, like you are, is this idea of you know branding is a logo and a bunch of design. Exactly, you know what, and that's exactly what everybody thinks it is because it's something tangible that they can see, but really, branding. Yes, it involves your logo and your website, and, and those are elements of your brand. But what a brand really is, is what you stand for. It's who you are. And to make it easy, your brand is equal to your reputation. So you're trying to connect your brand to the right people. And I always say this, too, because you're not trying to connect it to everybody, but you're trying to connect it to the people that need and want what you um, service or what your product is. And by building your brand, you're creating the reputation. You're creating a personality and character that 
um, include the values. And those are inherently going to be what attract you to specific people, to a specific audience. And when you do that, you become the expert in their eyes. And that elevates your brand. And when you do that consistently and frequently, that's when the magic happens. And you, you, you're hitting a nail on the head, which, which is something that, that you know, we, we get a lot. Is, it's that consistency. And the consistency, of course, is, is in providing, of course, the, you know, the service and the product that people are expecting and the appropriate quality and so on. But, uh, but there's also the experience you know, with you. As, mm-hmm. a, as, a, as, as a person, as, as people that are, that are the team of your company. So how, you know, how, how now that the, the digital interaction is so ubiquitous, it's so out there, everyone is expecting 24-7 some kind of interaction with your brand, whether it's your staff doing it in real time or a digital representation of your staff doing this in real time. How has that now changed? Even just the idea of doing what you just said, which is you know creating that reputation and, and maintaining that reputation for for your brand. How has that changed now? When this is twenty four seven, we're we're way beyond logo. We're way beyond. We're, 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 this is important, but we're beyond it now. So how is this? How is this changing how businesses need to think about what their brand does? Well, let me just say, because like, everybody, when I talk about brand, um, they don't. Th- think about it as um, all the different elements. And when I talk about digital branding, it involves um, everything from your website to your social media, your blog, etc. What happens in the digital world is even um, more important than when you actually meet somebody or if somebody comes into your, your location, your store, etc. When you're online, you're fighting against so much information. And basically, when people are online, they're trying to just go through all of the information as quickly as they can, eliminating things that they think are not relevant to them. Which is usually so, price, isn't it? Well, that's one thing. But it's also like, you know, um, are these people the solution to what I'm like, my problem that I, I have, If you know? Your brand has to come across um, authentically as who you are and quickly explain what you do online. So you have to, you know, get across what you do. But the other thing is, that's great once they get there. You also have to follow through with your brand. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked about this before, Jason. This customer service could be one of your brand uh, values. And um, if that is an important value to you, you better be making sure that that works online as well. Because customer experience is a key element of everybody's brand. And and if you don't have a great customer experience, you devalue your your brand immediately. Right. Now, when, when, when you go through this, and I'm thinking, uh, I'm kind of leading this question because I'm thinking about what happens when we do this too. So when you go through the, the brand discussion and when we go through the, 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 the systems level brand discussion, we're thinking about the, the ideas of, of, of customer experience and customer interaction and this 24-7 um, you know, customer care model mm-hmm. that... It, it's kind of beyond a lot of businesses right now. 
I mean, a lot of businesses are thinking, they've got some nice ideas maybe. They may be thinking, well, it must be easy to check out. You know, a relatively vague thing to say, but okay. It must be easy to check out or it must be a, a good way to look up their invoices or there must be an easy way for our staff to look up an account and so on and so forth. When you are talking with a business now that, that, that you, you know in advance, you know that we're talking about online experience. Mm-hmm. When you are going through this process, especially with businesses that are that are you know fledgling, they're, they're startups. Do do you feel that businesses are kind of they're overlooking this that they're oversimplifying and saying, oh, we're just going to send out an invoice and it'll be good, or we'll take credit mm-hmm. cards and it'll be good? Do you think that they're that the businesses are are doing themselves a big big disservice by not taking this part of their customer experience? Um, not only before purchase, but well after purchase. Do you think they're not taking it seriously enough? Oh, yeah. Well, they they just want to get up and running because everybody's got, let's go, 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 because yeah. that's the way the world is right now. Yeah. And um, everybody thinks that they can jump onto e-commerce with all the little, you know, you know, bits and pieces that you can get, software and, you know, plugins and things like that, yeah. and just get going. Um Without and they don't plan anything, and the big problem without having a plan or having some people to help guide you is that things go awry that you don't know. Sure. <laughs> uh, lots of things, and when things go awry, then that's affecting your brand and <laughs> and your customers. So when you when when you're having these discussions, because I'm thinking of when we have these discussions, when and, and and clearly we've had a very similar conversations with 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 clients or soon to be clients, which is, as you said, oh, we just want to get up and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find that after just having gotten up and running, that the real work of customer customer care customer experience? Um, branding as a digital entity, do you find that that is, they almost don't want to think about it at that point or is it oh, just, they think it's done. They, they think, think it's, it's done. done. So, right. Yeah. Right. So and they, there's, this is just like the start because this is where the real learning begins right. and you have to pay attention at this point. Once you start, it's like, you're, you gotta be all in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so and, it's, it's and that, learn was that with that old, the old adage, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary solution. Yeah. Yeah. So, what we need to do more. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, you mean I have to respond to things? And oh, there might be a problem here that we have to take care of or change. You know, the whole online world. um, And I learned this from. I it might have even been you. Is like iterate, iterate, iterate. Right. Because you may not have realized in the beginning the things that you actually. the things that your customers are actually looking for without having the experience and going through it and learning that and then going back and saying, okay, that we can make this better for them. And they want to have their invoices available and they need an account that they can go and look and see where they, you know, how much they paid and yeah. when their next bill is or so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so taking this further into, into credibility then, you know, I mean, credibility for me is a large part of, 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 of a brand, even for a small business. Oh, yeah. How do you feel that, 
you know, the existence of a brand. I mean, I, I, let's step back for a minute. Let's step back 20 years, or I'll say 30 years just to make it clean. 30 years, your mom and pop shop uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on a trendy street. But all things considered, it's just a mom and pop shop, maybe sending, selling some nice clothing. Uh, all they have to worry about is the person that walks in the door, uh, the fact that they make some pretty good margin at that moment, and the, the, and, and the moment that 6, 6 p.m. comes around, they close down, they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Same, same shop now. Uh, they, have to worry, they have to worry about all that, and they have to worry about if, they're, if, they're, if they want to stay in business. They now have to worry about what happens after 6 p.m. and that somebody somewhere, some system somehow is taking care of those clients somewhere on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And when you are having that discussion with businesses, are you finding that they're, they're, they're grasping you know, almost the, the inverse nature of their, their business as a brand now that, that, that it's, it's the online, it's the online world that is driving their, their, their brand or the evolution of their brand, um, before the bricks and mortar, mortar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Do they get It's a digital world. It's a, um, they understand it's a digital world, but they don't know what's involved in that. Right. So, and they don't know how, um, and they really don't understand how a bad experience can affect your brand. Right. Um, so you're right. It used to be something that you could see, like you could see people coming in. And um, if your staff member behind the, uh, the counter wasn't treating people properly and didn't give them, you know, the, I don't know, the right change or didn't give them a refund for something that they should have been refunded, you can it's tangible. You can see that. Yeah. Whereas the stuff online can be happening and you're not watching it. Well, and, and how do you feel? I'm going to sort of stick on this credibility thing for a second. So how do you feel then that if someone from somewhere outside of the community, someone who would never step foot in the store because it's not geographically uh, going to happen, mm-hmm. do you believe that people are now looking at even the smallest stores as a brand and they no longer care that that brand, that, that, that business, the physical business now is a tiny little hole in the wall on a trendy street, a chain of tiny little hole in the walls in many, many streets or one or two big stores or just a warehouse with a bunch of people in a warehouse and no store. Do you think that the, the, the idea of brand has so completely digitized and virtualized that people nearly don't even care quite how the physical operation even works? It, it's so interesting you say that because one of the things that I talk about to people is these days, a, it's easy to be um, a small, big business or a big, small business because it's no longer necessary for people to be told by the big brands what to do and they actually prefer not to listen to the bigger brands anymore so the smaller brands are coming to the top if they do it well right so credibility is huge for those small brands because they can now be found from like anywhere in the world and you can grow your customer base quite well, if you do the right things and maintain your brand and are consistent 
through beginning to the end and follow through after that kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we get to, and then we get now to the 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 the, the credibility of the that first experience. So now this is the same thing as always. It's that the first you know four seconds of mm-hmm. experiencing that brand as and, and yes as a visual, visual entity and saying okay now I'm at, at at business ABC do I believe that this business is does it strike me all all the all the, all the elements that, that go into a full branding exercise which you talk about in the book yes um, and now we're in there then there's the credibility of okay I get it have they got an operation behind this beautiful brand and this beautiful experience so far to make me believe that I'm really going to get my product. I'm really going to get a great treatment um, from this product and, and from the service ongoing and so forth. In other words, is it worth it now to continue now that they've got my attention? Right. So you're right. I always used to talk about the seven seconds you had when you meet somebody well, online, you're right. It's only four seconds. Right. Because everything is moving like twice as fast. So you have four seconds for people to um, believe that you are the answer to their problem, that you're professional, that um, you're the style that they're interested in, um, you know, and so on and so forth. Those, those thoughts are, those of your brand are created in four seconds. Now, if they do decide that you are the answer to what the, they're looking for or that you, know, you, you are of interest to them and they do want to take that next step, you're right. You have to be on the ball at the very, very first point like so quickly and make sure that that experience is what your specific customer, your ideal client wants. So you have to know what your clients want. You have to start to figure that out. And that means going in and asking questions and finding out you know, surveys and um, how was your experience. All of that is key learning at this point. No, no but what about other services now? Right. So you've, we've, we've got the, the idea of the, the, the interaction at a, a, um, at a, a client acquisition point of view. So our, you know, business is out there. We're, we're really trying to get businesses. We've got the four seconds, everything we just discussed. Now, what about the rest of the operation? So what, what about the rest of, of, of the, the experience of um, ongoing service? What about um, upselling opportunities? Uh, are these things that, again, are these things that businesses are only sort of entertaining for themselves? Are they only sort of realizing that uh, we know this very well, that, that, that the, the easiest sale is a sale to an existing customer? The least expensive sale is a sale to an yeah. existing customer. So, Why do you think that Amazon does so well? Yeah. <laughs> Look at what they do. They, you know, you go in and you're looking at a product and then they serve up just underneath like, other products that you might be interested in. Right. Of course, this is your your key opportunity. <laughs> you know, this is how your business can grow. And and no, no, within within the the you know the brand of our, our proverbial small business that we're discussing, and this even applies to to, to medium business, doesn't it? You know, there yeah. there are so many business sizes that are um, they're not they're not really entertaining these these service level brand offerings that could be. 
a reasonable competition to the Amazons of the world. Amazons, there's only one Amazon of the world, really, but, <laughs> but <laughs> so far. But but a lot of this technology is not is not beyond small and medium business. No. And yet they seem to still gloss over it. Well, they're afraid. They're afraid that it's um, that is for the big business and that it's too complicated for them. Um, is it? Well, Jason, I know because of you and because of things that you have taught me that it's not. <laughs> well, how about I'll flip it around? In, in your mind, now, now that we've discussed this, you know, on and off for so long, how do you feel that, you know, that the businesses do perceive it? Do you, do you really feel that they're scared of this In idea? the beginning? Um, the smaller businesses, yes, they're just, you know, oh, that's beyond me. They're, you know, and they're really waiting for somebody to come and tell them how they can do it. Um, but I go back to, okay, who is your client, and what? And if you really do know them, and if they buy product, your product A, and you know that um, product A really goes well with product B then that is a uh, prime opportunity to tell them about it. And it uh, doesn't even have to feel salesy, but this can all be done with technology. (laughs) It can be served up, you know, because you know what the right thing is for that client. Right. And therefore, are we at a point now where the discussion of the so-called website is really very upside down, and it's a dead discussion. <laughs> no, I mean, but seriously, we, we, how, how many times do you get do you get asked, "I need a website"? Well, and I laugh all the time because when people usually say that, um, what they really mean is, "I need a brand, and I need to know what I should, what actions I need to do." to get people to be aware of my brand and then how can I um, market my product or my service? And yeah, so yeah, it is kind of flippy floppy, isn't it? And how do you, how do you respond? I mean, do you, do you respond kind of in that all-knowing, you know, you don't know what you're asking kind of way, like the, the benevolent deity sort of thing? Or, or like how, how do you take that conversation knowing that they may not be ready for the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one little step at a time right. um, without trying to overwhelm. Sure. Because um, I, I think that's why I always do take a step back and, and it's lots of questions like what what are you doing right now? Are you having success? Are, you know, what stage are you at? What services or products are you offering? Um, and then trying to go in there and develop actions that are, are are possible and that you know that usually takes a team of people and that's mm-hmm. you know it's a marketing team and that it, so it's not just go to a web developer and say you know make me a website because it, we know you and I both know there's lots of people out there that can take orders and just create a website but they're not necessarily giving you what you need 
<laughs> to grow and yeah. move forward and um, make changes so that your business can bring in more revenue and you can reach more customers, et cetera. And, and do you get, do you get apprehensive if, if you feel that, that there's this, uh, you know, website as a marketing tool and that's going to solve everything? Uh, do you, in other words, do you get, do you, do you get concerned that, you know, if, if the website as a marketing tool becomes the focus of everything as an extension of your branding exercise, are you concerned that the website is going to succeed in a way? I mean, it, it can look brilliant, it can look beautiful, and it can generate sales. But if you know that they're not ready f- for sales, ready for mm-hmm. success in a manner of speaking, are you concerned that, uh, that they may you know, kind of implode? Uh, on the inability to actually be and execute on great customer service and experience just simply based on the fact that they got a, got, got a bunch of new sales. Yeah, and it's right. Like, they, they get rarely excited. And, you know, a lot of times um, they'll say, like, say it's a business that's been um, offline, and all of a sudden they've decided to go online. And you're right. They do get a few sales, and they think, this is great. I don't need to do anything because I'm getting sales, but they, but you're right. If they don't do anything, then it's, they won't get the proper growth. Right. So it is tricky. And sometimes it's a two part thing. Um, mainly because I have to avoid overwhelm Sure. and okay, let's get you up and going and then talk about how we can move forward. It's not always the best way, but, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a frustration because it needs education. It needs education. And it needs the, it needs technical education and marketing education together. Right. And and but but you know from from your point of view because your you know your position your position is that is that smaller businesses can do this. Oh, totally. They can do this, and, and you want to you want to bring out that positivity to say you know you have to think about this a little bit differently. You need to think about this from a from a from a complete point of view. And and you you, you make the point about about yes, there are there are marketing ish activities that go on. There's social media, and of course, yes, there is a, a, you know the SEO stuff. There's proper writing. There's there's, there's proper online kind of content, and it's uh, and it needs to be kept up and maintained, and so forth. So all this is is, is very real, mm-hmm. uh, but it but it needs to also extend to actual customer service, customer experience, not just customer acquisition. Yes, yeah, but they're so excited to get acquisition. <laughs> Yeah. And and they're not seeing past the end of their nose type of thing, because right. it is pretty exciting. It's like, wow, look at this! Oh my God, <laughs> online sales. <laughs> yeah. Now what do we do? Yeah, do we yeah, do? yeah. So um, yeah, it um, it's definitely there are some clients that are ready to hear the whole story, and then there's some that are you know they need to take it part one, part two. Yeah. Do you find that there's a size of business or or size of business experience that lends themselves to that that side of the learning curve, or do you, or is it really just the? Mentality? It's more how long they've actually been in business. So I find um, if they've at least been in business, you know, two to three years, 
they're much more open to hear the experts, um, you know, explain things because they may have been through a few uh, trial and errors, things that didn't go well for themselves, and they've learned that they need to go to the experts. In the beginning, it's all about budget. So the first, you know, start up to the second year kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's all about, oh, just like, you know, their hair's on fire <laughs> and they're running around, right? So it's a little more difficult to get to them, usually. Now, that doesn't mean everybody. But. So let me ask you, why 83 days? It's a 90-day plan. And, and you I get give a week you, off to nap? I give you seven days to get your business mission and statement together so that you know what you're doing. And then we get to work on the brand. Okay, so seven days, and this is at the beginning? Yes. So seven days at the beginning, get the business mission statement together, and then you go. Yeah. So it gets, you know, get your, the the whole business idea, um, you know, where you're at, uh, mission, vision, statement, that kind of thing, the basics, the fundamentals, and then we can use all of that to create your brand. How does established business do this? I mean, this sounds like an exercise that almost anyone could really do. Probably a good idea. Everybody should do and should do it regularly. This isn't just for startups. So um, businesses should be looking at their brand, especially look at how things change so quickly now. So maybe, um, maybe your client changes. Um, maybe you're adding products, and so it, ch- it changes parts of your brand that you need to you know, think about how does that incorporate? And does that change our brand at all? Are we going after a different clientele? Um, you know, there's businesses that are emerging, like there's all kinds of reasons that a, a, a business needs to refresh a brand or rethink about it. It doesn't mean that they have to change it. They need to just look at it and make sure everything's in place and that they're not missing or having big gaps somewhere. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so, so anyone listening, you know, really needs to consider a constant exercise it's it, it doesn't stop it's not the kind of thing that we just kind of pull out every two it's three years it's just like you um would always call, you call it iterate i call it it's iterate. like brand iterations i like that brand iterations constant <laughs> constant improvement i like that yeah, yeah. okay so kim speed New author, Branding on a Shoestring from Purple Moon Creative has been our first guest. This is so exciting. I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting all this great feedback and uh, to hearing how people feel about this. It's, uh, this is such an important uh, discussion. It's something that you know, I know we both discuss so often and how things have changed. And, 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 and a lot of, lot of business owners and managers, they, 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 they're, a little, they're a little stuck by this idea. Yeah. on on where to go so this is uh, this has been some great advice and and everyone needs to go and pick up branding on a shoestring whether it's paperback or ebook right yes right now you can get it on amazon um a kindle version uh it's under branding on a shoestring how to recreate your small business identity and increase sales results in 83 days or less 
very cool. I think we'll, 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 put a, we'll put a link to it in the podcast uh, link. That'd be great. Yeah, that would awesome. be great. Okay, this is uh, really exciting, and uh, we will uh, stop. Bye.